Welcome in to Night Mood. It's Michael here in the lab on a crazy Thursday. You're looking into a Thursday conversation. I have a special guest, Josive. I call her, I've always called her Josive. I've always botched her name since I was a young, young guy. Uh, but she is here. She is a author. Name of her book is Thrive and Be Somebody. 11 Steps to Maneuver Life's Obstacles with Confidence. Night Eagles, you're in for a special treat for a conversation that you don't want to miss. Josive Jackson is coming on with me. Conversation with Josive. Stay tuned. Here we go. It's Thursday. It's an influential Thursday. And I, I'm going to start calling this VIP, very influential people on conversations. And I want to introduce to you guys, um, all you Night Eagles listening. This is going to be one of a special, I'm kind of nervous. I'm always nervous doing interviews because that's what it should be normal to be nervous when you're doing things of a, a, a blessed nature, high magnitude. But this is not only a special guest, this is one of my family members who I have not seen since I was yay big. And I we got reconnected and I didn't put one and two together and I've been following and then the light bulbs went off. I'm like, wait a minute, that's my cousin. Welcome into the lab, everybody. You're with yours truly and Josie Jackson, author, business coach. We have a lot to talk about. Welcome in. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> and it's I can hear savvy. you just fine. I've always good. bossed your name. I, I, I that's why okay. I always knew. So I am so sorry. Um, this is a privilege. I, I've been waiting to get you on. And then it was kind of funny because when I talked to your mom and I was like, well, wait a minute, publishing company, what? So many things are going on. And I, I say this yeah. being one of the older ones in our family in the second generation, because my older cousin is older than me. When you know your family roots, I think you'll, 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 you can talk about this too. When you know your family roots, and the success stories and creation, there is no excuse for stupidity. When you know your family roots, and so I'm, I'm, it's a privilege of me to have you on here. Uh, welcome into the lab for conversation. Just I just want to say something really quick about knowing family roots. I think that yeah. just like just like when children know they came from their mom and their dad, and so they tend to think. I'm like this or like that because that's who their parents are. So it gives mm -hmm. them a point of reference. Oh, I got this from my mom. I got this from my dad. Mm -hmm. When you dig deeper and go back further and you, you start extending that knowledge to your entire family throughout history and you start to see the struggles and the successes, then it yeah. helps you to appreciate that no matter what struggles you're going through, it's in your DNA to succeed one of the things that your great uncle, my grandfather, Bishop Thomas, instilled in us. He made us learn history so that we, no matter what, we always had a, a <clears throat> frame of reference, a point of reference so that mm -hmm. we could say, well, you know what? This person went through something worse, but they were able to succeed so I can succeed too. Exactly. And that's, you know, for us, and we have a large family. I've, I have been to South Carolina, walked into a Walmart and got accosted out of the bathroom. Like, you're a Thomas. I was like, whoa, 
who are you? And they knew Uncle Spurge because he was in the yeah. service, Uncle Spurgeon. And I'm like, because he's like, you all look alike, you know, with your big eyes yeah. and, and, and you're, you know, so it was, it was interesting. So yeah, when you know your history yeah. and search your history, because it's so much richness, so much that you may think you're doing something new and authentic. It has everything to do with what's already been paved back there. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sorry, see, the night eagles don't know you, but who is Miss Jackson? Joseve. Joseve. Who is Joseve? So I'm a mother of six children. They're all grown. I have seven grandchildren. And I would say that the thing that I'm most proud of is family. I've been married for 37 years this year. And wow. I still love my husband and he still spoils me. So it's a great match, even though we still get on each other's nerves every now and again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that just comes mm-hmm. with the territory though, right? Yeah, uh, right, right. But I've had many businesses. I started my career as a serial entrepreneur. Um, I did do some college. I didn't finish college. I started a family very early and wanted to start making money right away. And the only way that I could see doing that was entrepreneurship. So I started my first business at 20 and then I continued. I had some great successes. I had some learning experiences. Uh, And along the way, I have just created a work ethic that is, uh, I mean, when you have six kids and you got three of them in diapers, you just, you learn how to just manage work. And so Mm -hmm. I've been able, you know, people say work-life balance. I don't even like balance. I believe in more of work-life integration. So just do what you got to do, who you got to be, just do, you know, whatever it takes to get the job done. You know, people go, how do you, how are you able to accomplish all of these things? Right. Uh, Well, I'm a speaker. I'm an author. I own my own coaching business, my own publishing company, uh, Black Card Books, which I'm a proud owner of. It's um, a company that I inherited from the founder, Mr. Jerry Robert, who has done a phenomenal job of systems to actually help authors succeed in their books, with their books. Most people who are authors today, especially if they're um, self-published, they don't Mm -hmm. find a whole lot of success in having a book. You know, they just, they write a book and now they've got boxes and boxes of books lying around. So what Mm -hmm. we've done, uh, what Jerry was able to do, and now I've inherited that system, is create a system that works every single time to create properly positioned authors in the marketplace. And so I'm excited to do that because I call myself not a crackhead, but a success head because I get high (laughs) on other people's success. I love, I love seeing it because when you see success and you're surrounded by it, then it helps you to stay confident and know that this is possible. If this was possible for this person, then it's possible for everyone, for my children, my grandchildren, for everybody around me, you know, it's possible for everybody to attain success. I wrote that down. You said family business integration. I've not heard that. Yeah. I think that's so key. Can you talk about integration? What does that mean for someone listening? Like, whoa, what do you mean? Not balance. You got to have balance. You know, I think because I'm an entrepreneur, so most people go to work. Oh, drive to work. So it takes them, I don't know, they commute. So that's part of work mm-hmm. to me. Commuting is part mm-hmm. of your job. So mm-hmm. you commute, you have what, eight hour days or more. 
and then you communicate mm-hmm. home, and then all of a sudden you're home, and you've separated the two. You've got work during this time, you've got home during this time, and the problem is in today's society, work and speak over into home. Yeah, and so you see people, even though they they're off work, they've made the they're now at their house, but now they're still working. They're on their computers, they're on their phones, they're on their tablets. I do the same thing, except I schedule when I'm working. I schedule, like work to me is just part of everyday life. So I'm here at the house, uh, you know, and I, I, I was doing remote work even before COVID. So if I'm mm-hmm. watching my grandchildren, which I have one that I watch on Mondays and I have another one that I watch on other days. And so then my grandchild is with me saying hi in the Zoom meetings and I'm okay with that. It doesn't detract from me being a professional. It does. I mean, it's like we've all seen newscaster who had on his yeah. or the one who had his daughter, his little girl yeah. coming in and the wife trying to run and get him out. It's just part of life. And so I yeah. think once you let go of that stigma and you just realize, you know, people everywhere are working hard and still not mm-hmm. able to accomplish their goals. When you think about it, uh, and I'll say this very quickly because I know I don't want to I don't want to ramble and, and rant. But there was a, an experience that uh, a story that I was told when I was very young. And I don't know if I have the story right, but this is my version of it. There was a, a guy who a, a businessman, a successful businessman. He went to the sea and he saw a fisherman there who had mm-hmm. a small who lived in a small village. He had a small house where he lived with his wife and his children. And every day the fisherman would wake up in the morning. He'd go out and go fishing. He'd catch a few fish. He'd come home. He'd sell the fish to the market, bring the fish home to cook for his family. And that was his life. And so the businessman said, you know, if you just increased how many boats you took out, you could have more fish and you could sell mm-hmm. more fish at the market and even bring more fish home. You could put them in the freezer, right. save them for later. And the businessman, okay, so if I did that, then what would happen? He goes, well, then you could create your own fishing business. And now you don't even have to go out fishing at all anymore. You can just hire a bunch, you know, bigger company, you know, create this big thing. And now you've got more people going out fishing for you and you have more fish to sell. You can sell it at grocery stores all over the world. And then the fisherman goes, okay, and then what happened? He said, well, then if you want, you can just retire and you can just get a small cabin and go fishing and spend time mm-hmm. with your family and, 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 and you could do that. And the fisherman looked at him and said, I already do that. He already went fishing during the day. He went home, spent time with his family. So he didn't right. need to do all of the big industry, all of the, you know, that's the thing. What's the end goal? You know, for all right. of us, what is it that's right. the end goal? And so instead of trying to balance work and life, integrate it. Live life now because the future is not promised to any of us. I could drop dead tomorrow. But guess what? I've done a lot. I've traveled all over the mm-hmm. world. I've done the thing that the fish, the fishermen said. I've had time that mm-hmm. I've spent with family, friends, loved ones. You know, I've gone on cruises. I've done everything that I've ever thought about doing. And I don't wait to do it until a certain time period because of work. Because one thing I learned when I, when I, because I've had jobs too, is when you leave a job, the company keeps going and they just hire somebody else to replace you. Yep. That's right. 
That's so you, right. know, you really have to keep your priorities straight. And so my priorities are family is still first. God is first, then family. And so I integrate work and, and, and the rest of my life so that it, it's not one thing over the other. I work a lot, but I can do that because all of my kids are grown and it's just me and my husband. And so ah. while I work, yeah, so I can do that. It's, you know, it's different. Did the same thing though when my kids were younger. My kids actually would walk to the business that we owned. We owned a mortgage company, and they would answer the phones. And they would, you know, I learned that though because when I was a kid, we had an ice cream store, and we would go sell ice cream and really eat up all the ice cream. Or we would go and have a. They didn't call them food trucks back then. They called them trailers where my grandmother would bake sweet potato pies, and her friends would make plates. They would sell them out of a little trailer that they had at a carnival on Main Street. And uh, we were there too, and we would go help sell, and then we'd go play on the carnival rides. So, you know, it's something that I learned at a very early age. You just incorporate it, and you can do it all. You just have to pace yourself and keep your priorities straight. I love that. You can do it all. And that's why I've been talking. About. I just did um, a, an episode on wisdom over the past couple of, uh, past couple of days. And the strategies of wisdom, when I was going over the strategies of wisdom, it's like what you're talking about is right there. And so like this mindset of taking off the former mindset and what does success look like for you and not measuring up to yeah. someone else? Yeah. And then you like talking about integration. It's like, yeah, we, many folks live compartmentalizing life. You know, there's the job, here's family. Here's this, this, that, and the other. And then at the end of the day, like, where's you in that? And like, what, listening to what you're saying, like, mm -hmm. when you integrate, you're involved in each and every one of those smoothless, yeah. crazy, you know, not everything's seamless, but the integration you're going to go through, whether it's buffers and, you know, whether it's, it's my spouse giving me some heck because I'm, I'm spending too much time here and then you got to carve that out, but you're not separate. Yeah. That's why I love that integration. I, I'm calling it FBI. I love that family business integration. I mean, that's like really kind of cool. I love that. Um, because it just makes sense to me. And, and see, this is what the conversation is about and the influence that we all carry. And I believe everyone is influential. And with what you do and, and, and who you interface with, how important is this affirmation that I am influential, whether it's one person or a half a dozen, or maybe you are with a myriad of persons. How, how, how important is that one affirmation, I, mean, I am influential? I think it's super important because uh, we all have an impact on other people, whether we realize the value and the importance of it or not. I mean, we all sit back and think about a time when somebody may have said or done something, just something they may not even realize that has impacted or changed us. Mm -hmm. And so we just have to be aware. It's funny. I didn't even realize that even after everything that I've done, I've written books and all kinds of stuff. But I didn't realize that until in India, I was at a speaking engagement and um, I was speaking in front of a crowd of people in India. And um, during the break, you know, you come down. And uh, so I was surrounded by a group because they still want to ask questions and they want to yes. talk. And I remember there was a lady there who her question. Oh, I'm so sorry. Somebody's barking. That's okay. Sorry about 
I have dogs right here. <laughs> so um, I remember one lady comes up to me and she goes, well, what do I do if I want to become a, a wedding choreographer? And I said, okay, well, what you do is you get a business card and you say wedding choreographer. And when people ask you what you do, you don't tell them your day job. You say, I'm a wedding choreographer. You give them your card and say, hey, you know, if you've got any testimonials or experiences, you can create a flyer, you know, just start advertising yourself as what you want to be. And the look in her eyes like, like it's that easy. And, and here's the thing that's interesting about that is I saw that look in her eyes. And then when I looked up, I saw like, it was like, flick, 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 flick. Yep. I could see the look, the aha moment that fire yes. lit up every person. And it, to me, it was a no brainer. It was something like, just do this. But to them, it was an aha moment that they had never even considered. And I thought, to me, it was easy to say that, but it wasn't easy for people who hadn't already heard that. And it, right. it's funny because the follow me on Facebook, so I interact with them and I can see their successes. And I, I you know, I told you I'm a success head, so I get so excited. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Yay! yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. That's what I love about you because it's not about you per se. See, that's what a person of influence is. They're able to like a swing. You swing someone into success, and I get more in that swing, and then wherever they land, it's like, wow. And I think. For many of us who are VIP, very influential people, for many of us, is it in the process or the end result? What is it like for you? Is it in the process or the end result? I mean, what's, there is no end result for me because you don't, when do you stop? It's always about the, pro, it's like the saying, you enjoy the journey, not the destination. Yes. It's, yes. it's the same thing. When do you stop? So there is no end journey. You just keep going and you enjoy along the way. You take note. You become grateful for every single thing. I mean, you know, recently I was going through some some downturn in just because of my husband's health and some issues that we had. Mm -hmm. And so with the business. And so mm -hmm. uh, and so I was a little bit. And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to be grateful because I started thinking about all the things that I'm grateful for, even during those difficult moments, you can always find something to be grateful for. And being yeah. grateful helps us to be able to recognize what we were given. It's yes. not always about us and what we're doing. It's oftentimes grateful puts you in a mindset where you recognize I'm grateful because this is what I was given. And so it changes your perspective a, a lot from me, 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 having to do, mm -hmm. do, 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 do. Sometimes you just need to just wait and just appreciate what you, maybe you need to take a step back, start thinking for the things that you already have. Oh, that's beautiful. See, I love conversations because it's neat. It's for me, I, I was, I've been saying this a lot. I love learning. I literally, truly love learning. And, so and, just engaging with what you're talking about. Yes, it's that process. And I'm repeating it because yeah. someone may need to understand it's the process and those small setbacks, you know, we can use all the, the, the puns we want are your future setup, but even those setbacks, be graceful and gracious and, and give yourself some love in those moments because we're all mm -hmm. going to have those setbacks. 
and if you don't give yourself just a little bit of love in that in that moment, your next opportunity of influence, like what you're talking about, could end someone's destination because mm-hmm. of that small setback. And I love this because it's like it's not a pattern to me. It's like it's like living. You know, it's like when we're crossing streets and crossing paths, and one thing. I learned through it. I call it the, the plague vacation because we were still traveling. And, but, you know, when you meet, <laughs> yeah, I call it the plague vacation. I, that's just me. I just, that's just, you know, my minister hat comes on. It's like people are apprehensive now just to even have that influential opportunity. You know what I'm saying? And, be, and maybe because of what it's been like for the past two and a half plus years of the restrictions, and even traveling abroad is like, you said something to me. Well, yeah, because I genuinely care about who you are and not what you do or not what you have. And so what you are talking about and this integration, it's like we're talking about the thing that you, you said. Now, that's so profound to me. You know, I, I wrote it down. It's kind of like my chicken scratch right there. That is so profound for me with the FBI you know, family business integration, because we're integrating in every aspect of our lives. And so for one who's struggling or one who's just kind of in that, that moment where, which, which direction do I go? How do you speak to that with influencing? Like, I don't know what to do. I have been living this life this way. And I don't know any different. Like maybe someone has, a family member has died uh, suddenly. And how do, I, how do I pick up the pieces and get back into the journey of life, back into my passion? How do you, how do you speak to that part, Josevi? Hmm. Actually, uh, it's probably the second chapter of my book. The very first thing I think we all need to do is stop and reassess. You have to stop and reassess. And the number one thing that we all need to reassess from time to time, we just need to stop and reassess from time to time, is our own inner toolbox. We're all given a box of tools. You know, Mm -hmm. these are our assets that we have within us. Some people can sing. Some people are good at conversation. Some people are good at math. Some people are good at, you know, whatever it is, we all have things that we're really good at, things that are our assets, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Whether they're physical, emotional, you know, some of us are kinder. Some of us um, are always looking out for other people or helping the, you know, everybody has their tool, own toolbox of, of things that they have within them. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, if we're struggling, we need to take an assessment. We need to stop and take a look at our own personal toolbox. And now right. once we see those tools, so if you're trying to build a house, and you just you only got one tool that you're using, you know, if you only got a nail and you got a box sitting here with a hammer <laughs> and a saw and everything else, you need to start, you, you know, take advantage of all the tools that are within us that we have and start formulating a plan before you just start moving forward. Because we all experience struggle. Every yeah. single person, even Oprah. And she's even documented it. Like everybody knows her history and her struggles. Every single person on the planet is not exempt 
to experiencing struggle. It's not the struggle that determines your future. It's you. You know, I I believe that we were all created in God's image. He's a creator and we are also creators and he's given us our life. It's like a blank canvas and we can paint Mm -hmm. our lives into whatever picture we choose to paint it in. We just have Mm. to look at, okay, these are the colors. These are my tools. This is what I have. Mm -hmm. And this is Mm -hmm. what I want to paint. And so now you just start doing that. Oftentimes we wait because we think, oh, this happened to me or, oh, I'm in the struggle or, oh, you know, I I need to overcome this. It's not about overcoming. You're always going to have obstacles. A good athlete doesn't think about overcoming. They think about maneuvering. How best to maneuver? Do I jump over it? Do I go around it? Do I go under it? I think Michael Jordan said that quote. If you come across a wall, you go around it, you go over it, you go under it, you figure it out, you maneuver it. And that's what I wrote about in my book, Thrive and Be Somebody, 11 Steps to Maneuver Life's Obstacles with Confidence. You got to know what you're working with and start planning. Use your tools and quit looking at everybody else, you know, what everybody else is doing. Put your blinders on like horses. They yes. used to remember back in the day, they used to put those blinders on the horses. Yep. So the horse can yep. only follow the goal, right? If it's looking directly, if it's focused at the goal. Not looking here or here. Forget mm-hmm. that. Put your blinders on and just keep focusing on what it is mm-hmm. that you want. Focus on creating a picture that you want to paint of your own life. That's right. And I wonder if I can piggyback on that. As you're creating that picture, I love that imagery that you talked about because I believe the same way. We're created in his image, in his imagination, in his imagery, in his creativity. When you're drawing the picture, this is cool. You don't have to be precise. You know, you can you can draw over the edges. You can, you know, if you may if you mess up, it's okay because that's part of the abstract. It's black paint. <laughs> I love that. That's because just... in the because for other people that makes it look even more beautiful. Yes. Yes, because you know, for me it's like, okay, I I've I've been so anal, I, I have a square and I gotta make sure that I color the right way. You remember the crayons and the sixty-four crayons, I one color in and out. I remember. <laughs> it's your it's your it's your creation. I love how you said that. You're creating your portrait. And it doesn't have to be in the box. It doesn't have to be as the circle has to be symmetrical, the square. You know what I'm saying? It's I love how you said that because that's part of the journey. You know, we don't take a 90 degree turn when we're walking down the street. You know, we're going to meander. We're going to look at things. We're going to like stop and, you know, tie a shoe or something like that. Or, you know, absolutely. it's what, it's smell what you make of it. Smell the roses. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, especially where we are in this generation. And this is really kind of cool for me, you guys, because, for me, it's, it's always learning. And you can always learn from anybody at any time, at anywhere, in any place. And so some notes I'm taking about, you know, plan and your toolbox. I call it your soul closet. And in your soul closet, there's depths of the soul closet. Yeah. And if you're in dark times, there's nothing wrong with asking for help in dark times. There's nothing wrong with going to people in your sphere of influence, in your circle of friendships that, you know, there's, there's bond there to say, I'm struggling. 
you know, or mm-hmm. I need a pickup or, or whatever it has to be. Looking, looking at your portrait, who influences your portrait? I love that word portrait. So I'm, I'm going to steal it. I'll give you credit when I use that word, your portrait. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> who influences you in creating your portrait? And do you recreate the portrait? Is it the same portrait? Or do you get to add to the portrait? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm influenced by a lot of people. So when I was younger, when I was a child, I was raised by a whole village. Mm. Um, You know, they say it takes a village to raise a child. I was one of those. And I was fortunate enough to be able to be raised by a village. I was around family all the time. I mean, I was raised by my grandparents, by Nana and Papa. So, of course, Papa influenced me the most, Mm. um, as well as Nana. Uh, But Papa, you know, we heard him preach sermons. We heard him. You know, and he had a direct impact. I remember, I remember one time we stole some chapstick from Woolworth. <laughs> you said Woolworth. Oh my gosh, that's old. Woolworth. That's a long time ago. Yes, it Me is. And my sisters, we were in the back seat, and we were just, oh, we got some chapstick. What does yours taste like? Mine's like cherry. Oh, I got watermelon. Oh, I got the, you know, strawberry. <laughs> we were just having a good time putting on. We probably had this stick chapstick because we were just eating it (laughs) (laughs) for kids i I remember i will and it's funny because it's it's not just true for me but it's true for at the time it was just the three of us the other two of my sisters weren't born i have four sisters so it was the first three of us and i and for them they say exactly the same thing so it didn't just have an impact on me it had an impact on them as well but i remember sitting in the room I remember Nana saying, Papa's going to get you. He's going to get you. And we're like, we've never been spanked by him. We never, oh. ever, not one time had he ever hit us. Not one time. We, he never put a hand on us. What he did mm-hmm. was he sat us down and he opened the Bible. And he said, thou shalt not <laughs> steal. <laughs> I can imagine him saying it because you sound like I'm saying it. <laughs> I mean, he was, and he was standing up and we were sitting down and we just looked at him like, okay. He said, what did it say? And we said, thou shalt not steal. Say it again, louder. Thou shalt not steal. And so, you know, he impressed upon us. He, by the time he finished, with that little tiny sermon that he gave to us, the three of us were sitting there bawling, crying. <laughs> we thought we were just the worst people on the planet. But here's the thing. Yeah. That worked because we I never stole anything again in my life. And neither have my other two sisters because that impressed upon us the importance of our actions and our accountability before God. Not just mm-hmm. what we want. It's not always about us. Right. Mm -hmm. It's about Mm -hmm. our actions and how it impacts other people and Mm -hmm. how it impacts God. You know, people think he doesn't have feelings. He doesn't see what we do. It doesn't matter to him, but it does. Right. So those, you know, I think that was those just those moments were super influential. You know, my own children have been influential. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think people who don't even know, you know, I've had uh, those instances where somebody would say something that was so profound to me, but they just said it. Oh, yeah. And by the way, blah, 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 blah. 
So, you know, I've been influenced by TV characters. I've been influenced by books that I've read. I'm influenced by the Bible. I'm influenced by uh, a ton of relationships, my relationship with my spouse. I'm influenced by, you know, my grandchildren and learning to become who they need me to be as a grandmother. You know, I'm mm. influenced by so many people. I'm influenced by, uh, you know, my mentors that I've chosen to, to mentor me along my career journey. And so I can't point out any one or two people. You know, I'm influenced by people who study the Bible with me, you know, and not what they were saying, but what they were showing. Their examples mm -hmm. spoke volumes, you know. Mm -hmm. I remember one lady, uh, I remember she was studying with me during the time that I was going through some tumultuous time in my marriage. I was ready to leave my husband. I was like, uh-uh, I'm out of here. You, you crazy. You ain't, I'm not dealing with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I remember watching her example because her husband was just one of these big, oh, rah, 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 rah. And she was like a meek, tiny, okay. And she was, just, and I was just like, how in the world is she acting like that? I would be, I would have kicked him to the curb. Like I'm in my head. I would never say that. To her. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I'm like, is he, in my opinion, he appeared to be bullying her, but see, that was my own perception of their marriage. It would, what they had was something that worked. He loved her. He doted on, she didn't have to work. She didn't have to ask for anything. She was able to do whatever it was that she wanted to do and what she wanted to do. Part of that was please her husband. She loved him. She doted on him. You know, it was just mm -hmm. the two of them. They didn't have any children and that was how they relate. So to uh, outsiders looking in, you would think, rah, 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 rah. Cause that's just how right. he just right. that everybody. And she understood that. And so watching her example and how, cause I would have been like, who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> you got, you like, gotta go. I'm, 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 don't talk to me like that. But see, I learned from watching her apply. Yeah. You know, a wife is to respect. And so she was the ultimate example of respect. And so that's been an influence on me. That's the reason why I've been married for so long. Because, you know, sometimes I forget and real me comes. <laughs> <I'll be> like, <laughs> but at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah, but at the end of the day, you know, those principles, those things that I've seen, that I've heard, that I've learned, they all have had an influence on me. Mm. And you're still creating your portrait. Absolutely. Till the day I die. I love that. Create your portrait. You know, at the time we have left. No, no, I want to say thank you, by the way, for carving out your time. To be with your little cousin because I didn't get well, to share thank this. You. She's, thank you for having me. I well, I'm just saying because this has been my fun month of family coming to the podcast to reconnect. Yeah. And uh there's some legacy that I'm walking out, and you're directly connected to it. And you don't know, I've been watching you once before, even I wasn't really sure because you know when I came back to Facebook. You know, you get the you get the prompts like, um, you know, it's this and such and such and such and such, and, be, and you got family. And I'm like, well, who is this person? So the motivation and times in our season when we were homeless, you were actually motivating me. Oh. And I wanted to share that with you. <laughs> well, I'm just saying because it's, it was a beautiful thing. So when I finally got to connect and talk with you via the social media, then you know, talking yeah. to, um. 
and then connecting with you yep. from indirectly. And she's my older cousin and we have a slew of cousins. I'm telling you, it's like, yeah, we, we got like, we're deep. We are deep. But I just want you to know that indirectly I was engaging and, and getting the motivation and the reminders of who I am and, and, and the, the whys, you know, those questions of all the whys. And for you listening, watch, listening to this and watching this, the whys come up. You know, why am I doing this? You know, why am I serving? Why, 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 what? And the influence, the pathway that was laid out and you happen to be in the pathway. And then you would go off in the distance and, and handle business. And then like, then we come like back in synergy. And then you go off and handle the business and come back in synergy. So that's the cycle of life for me. And I just want to say thank you so much. And with the little time we have here, looking back, and we could go on for hours. I I hope you've been having Probably. fun. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I know, right? Awesome. <laughs> well, no, that's, this is awesome because looking back, and I was, I was cracking up because actually Chris sent you the question. I was like, what would little Michael do? That's for me, man. <laughs> I was then thinking... What would you tell little Josive? Looking back at yeah. this portrait, I love this word portrait. I love this word. I got a couple of credits thrown at you. So just know there's some credits coming your way. You. Looking back, what would you tell little Josive? Let's see. I think I would just say. I'm leaning in because this is good. I'm leaning in. There's so much I would say to myself looking back. If I could go back and say something to myself, it would be everything will be all right. Mm. Yep. That's cool. That's a song that I sing to my kids when they cry when they bathe. Everything will be all right after the storm clouds pass or after the storm clouds have gone away. Everything will be Everything all right. Everything will be all right. Yep. Wow. This has been awesome. This has been awesome. How can we, how can we get a hold of you? You know, there's this book. I want you guys to go and get this book. I have it on my shopping cart. So it's been on my shopping cart. I have two books to buy, and this is one of them. I'm telling you, <laughs> the book is called Thrive and Be Somebody. How can they get their hands on this book? So they can go so they can go to my website, which is www.thriveandb.com. You can get a free downloadable version of the book, absolutely free at no charge. The other thing that I would encourage people who want to write their own stories, who want to um, to use a, a book as a marketing tool to grow their own businesses is come to one of our events. Our events are absolutely free. We do them all over the world almost every weekend. We have one this weekend starting tomorrow at 4 a.m. my time that we'll be doing in Singapore time zone in Asia. And so um, you can attend our events for free. They're two and a half day events. that will actually, we talk about mindset on Friday night and how to overcome, mm. you know, what mm -hmm. blocks us, which is really us, right? It's yeah. us that's yeah. blocking us. Yep. Uh, and so you can attend one of our events by going to www.blackcardbooks.com forward slash events. And you can register absolutely for free. And we're going to make sure that you have this information. I'm telling you guys, have conversations. 
get past the super the surface of life and draw in because you never know that person in your life is there to influence you and you are there to influence each other it's the wheel of it's a life law of life it's just this cycle of life that we run into i just want to say one thing before we end yeah yeah i remember when you were a little skinny little boy <laughs> with your brother. and i no. want to say i'm so very proud very proud of who you've turned out to be because you are following in the footsteps and the legacy of my grandfather and all the rest Man. of the family members who who were impacting and influencing others so keep going i'm gonna keep going i i can't wait for when you got at least a couple hours because you know we've had that conversation there's so much that i need to understand and uh mm -hmm. thank you um family and legacy to me is is like everything and without mm -hmm. those who paid, and I actually have, I actually have on my on our website a wall of influence, and he is on my website as a wall of influence. And these these are key people in my life, but I never even met him, never met him. But everywhere well, you I go, have, you just don't remember. Well, okay, yeah, see, okay, that's what I'm saying. I just I don't remember. There's yeah, I, there's have. no recall. There's no recall, yeah. but I want to say thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me on this conversation. It has been an honor for me to have you on this episode. I want to have you back at some point and we can just go a little bit longer and just kind of just do this. Um, Night Eagles, this has been awesome. And if you want to connect with Josebe, we're going to have her information in this episode. Download more information for the next conversation on Thursdays. It's been a pleasure sitting with me in the lab. Thank you again, Josebe. I appreciate you. Thank you.